Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Two Halves Soccer Podcast. My name is Jackson and we are coming back from our own little international break. So I'm sitting with some two good friends. To my left, I got Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Great friends. I'm doing great, man. And then to my right, I got Mike. Doing great as well. Good to be back. So we are back and ready to talk some soccer. There's been a lot going on in the soccer world over the past few weeks. We got to witness a sporting KC win in person. Uh, but what else have we been watching? Uh, I watched highlights of the national team game. Uh, USA took care of business, had a dominating win against a country. I have to admit, I don't even know where this country is. I need to <laughs> work on my geography. Let's do it. Yeah, we played that one. Uzbekistan and, then, and Oman. Oman. That's okay. the one I was speaking yeah. of. Where's Oman? Oman's in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your, your Thailand's, your Laos, Oman, I think it's right around there. To be honest, I could be wrong. So, uh, you know, don't send in hate mail if I'm wrong on that, but I think it's in Southeast Asia. Yeah, geography is my favorite subject. I need some touching up, man. I didn't, I didn't even know that one. Well, thankfully they beat Oman four goals to nil. Yep. And I think the U S won aggregate seven zero in this international break. So not too bad. Not too shabby. Result. Yep. Um, Chris, do you watch anything good? I did, I did. Um, England, uh, Scotland. Oh, that's, that's like a little a fun UK rivalry right there. And then um, obviously the um, the Inter Miami and um, Can- Kansas City game. That it feels like a lifetime ago, but yeah, still pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That. Yeah. It that's was during the international break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because like we were thinking so many international games. Uh, between national teams going on, and then we also just have MLS going on for some reason, so it kind of gets mixed in there. Um, I did watch that um, New England Revolution Minnesota United game. That was a fun one to watch. Um, I just turned it on. You know, there's the great thing about Apple TV still is that you can just like turn on a game when nothing else is going on, and you always have it. So, shout out Apple. They're still doing great hosting MLS games. So, I actually like the platform a lot because you know the way it's laid out is easy, intriguing, and then also like they have the documentary stuff, the behind the scenes stuff. They yeah. set up the next game if you want to, you know, research the team that you're about to play. Like, it's a good platform. Some of the other platforms I freeze, I feel like they're glitchy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, try to, I try to watch, well, let me not throw them under the bus. But there's a few other apps out there, <laughs> streaming apps that I try to watch games on. They get glitchy. So Apple's doing a thing. Yeah. I hope they renew this MLS contract. I like how Same. you can watch one and then get to a certain point and then switch and, like, pick it up on a different device or your phone. And it, like, remembers yeah, where remember, you're watching yeah, the game. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Yep. It's great stuff. Um, but, yeah, we, we've been able to watch quite a few games. Um, so, I guess, over this over this past couple of weeks, what's uh, been the coldest moment of the week for y'all? Uh, I did watch another game that I wanted to share. I had some happy hours uh, at work this week, and I think it was Monday night. There was a Portugal-Luxembourg game on, and I was just, like, catching a, a few uh, moments of it, like, kind of just looking up. There was nine goals in this game. It was nine to zero, and some of these goals, Portugal scoring, were very, very classy and just like headers and all which way. Uh, but coldest moment, I'm gonna say the goalkeeper for Oman letting in this soft <laughs> direct kick. Uh, Aronson uh, had a little moment yeah. for himself, but it wasn't really earned. Uh, strange play to just uh, smash this uh, direct kick, and it kind of like went between the wall. Goalie kind of took a step one way, and essentially the shot was central. Mm-hmm. And everyone yeah, was like, what is this goalkeeper doing? Uh, I'm just taking a little nap. Good yeah. old howler. Um, yeah. What was the score when it scored? Was the game already out of hand? Or no, was that was the second goal. Oh, okay. That was put U.S. up 2 two nothing. Mm-hmm. 
So they were still in it. Yep. Did Aronson play well? I think overall he did. I mean, yeah, yeah, they all looked pretty good, honestly. When I, the, those that I saw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys looked pretty good. I'm not sure what to take away, but we'll we'll jump into that in a second. Um, Chris, you got a coolest moment from this past week, week or two? We'll go. Um, uh, what can we go with? Do with um, obviously the, uh, you know, from like a off the field standpoint, Spain firing their head coach. I think that was, <laughs> that was something he had coming. Yeah, um, that was a good but, move. Uh, on the field, uh, let's see. On the field, eh, I I feel like. I feel like, you know, into Miami, even though I picked into Miami to win that game, it was a winnable game, you know. I feel Absolutely. like you know, yeah. we, we kind of showed everybody what we got. And, um, you know, if into Miami is the best team in the league right now, I think that we can beat Nashville, you know, based on how we performed last week. I know every matchup is different, but, yeah, that was encouraging. So yeah. those the highs and lows. Yeah. For me, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this one to the Sporting Kansas City Marketing Department. Uh, they – for next 2024 season, they extended something called the Sporting KC U-Pass. So if you're a university student, you can functionally get a season ticket for $250, which is half the price of a normal season ticket. Um, so that's great. A great way for younger soccer people to get involved in Sporting Kansas City and to like bring youth into the stadium and hope that they really just like fall in love with the team and fall in love with soccer, uh, which, is, which is just a smart move to to bring students out to the games and, and try to grow the game in the city that way. So shout out to Sporting Kansas City for, for bringing and providing value to students who, you know, it, you know, students always don't have that much money. So super helpful and to create a younger environment is always good. And hopefully it will bring back energy into Sporting Casey's Children's Mercy Park. Yeah, it's genius. You know, to get the youth involved early. So how do they verify? Just... Uh, yeah, Jackson's yeah. trying to find his dot. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, "Can I get your college ID?" No, I think uh, there's probably some online service, but I think you can also just, like show your student ID and buy one at the box office. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't read into it too much since I'm not a student, but it, it's it's a good call out. I'm sure there's you know some verification system, but I don't, I'm sure there's ways to get around that too. So we might need <laughs> to be looking into that because um, <laughs> you know half price season ticket sounds pretty good. But uh, like we mentioned earlier, U.S. soccer, we're going to take a moment to talk some international soccer before we get into the main segment later. Uh, but like I said, U.S. soccer wins 7-0 on an aggregate score against 3-0 against Uzbekistan, 4-0 against Oman. What, what are we taking away from these? Do we feel good? Do we feel confident in this team right now? Uh, you know. Yeah, it, they're definitely expected wins. I feel like these teams are not... Uh, on the same level tier wise as the United States. So yeah, you can't be mad at the, they're taking care of business. That's what I would say. Taking care of business three, zero, four, zero. They didn't concede a goal. It's no nine, zero, I guess, but yeah, but I'm happy with it. Yeah. Uh, seems like Greg is wearing some solid shirts, sweatshirts that are trendy and interesting. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that, but he's, uh, seems to have them playing yeah. well. I did see an interesting quote from Greg Berhalter today that I'll take a second to read. So this is Greg Berhalter about uh, Florian Balguin. I don't know, Flo. Um, I think he was still... Balguin. 
Yeah. I think we're still trying to figure out the best way to utilize Ballo because he's we know he's high quality. He made a good number of runs behind the back line and that we didn't pick up on that we didn't pick up on. So he's still integrating on that side of it into the team, which I don't know. Reading something like that from Greg is kind of concerning given the fact that he had about two months since being hired that he knew who his roster was. And now he's saying we're still trying to figure out how to utilize them. Like, dude, what have you been doing the past two months? You weren't coaching a team, but you were hired to be a coach. So like, shouldn't you know your tactics at this point and how to utilize your roster? Uh, amongst the other concerning things that Greg Berhalter does. Um, I mean, I could go on for a while about why I'm concerned about a U.S. led team with Greg, but I think we've, we've done that in the past a little bit, so we don't need to rehash a ton there. Definitely a good question. I mean, I, I wish I'd seen interviews, you know, as an interviewer, that would be a good follow-up question. You know what I mean? Like, you know, polite way of what he's been doing the past two months, or maybe it came out wrong. You know, it just seems mm-hmm. like an awkward thing to say. You know? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's odd. Um, and, you, you know, um, were you happy with sort of the rosters and, and the lineups that you're sending out there? Yeah, I love all the players. It seems like Tim Way is great. Polisic, obviously, Rockstar, and then Flo, like, even in the game against Oman, like, just being in the right place at the right time, falls to his left foot, absolutely smashes it, like, mm-hmm. confident players, like, that's what it's all about, and it seems like our, dude, our team's going to be pretty good by 2026, and it's just, it just takes the right leadership, no stupid sh- uh, stuff in the you know locker room. Yeah, mm-hmm. As you're saying that, I'm thinking the women's team and the men's team are com- complete opposites. Like the men's team are not disjointed at all. They have a lot of chemistry. You know, they're very much in sync. You know, and not that the women's team don't. I mean, character-wise they do, but on the field they they look very disjointed during the women's World Cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like it's the opposite with the men. Yeah, th- yeah. it's almost like the men know. Like this is, mm-hmm. dude, we have to perform. And it starts right now. Like everyone's watching every single move and they're, like the quality of play is going to be dictated by each individual performance. And we have to grow to become a team that's feared going into this tournament, going into everything. Uh, because we don't, we're not taken seriously. Uh, we run up uh, against, you know, the Netherlands and some of these, like we have to be in our best form possible to, mm-hmm. to really to meet them at their level and have the confidence that we can win these games. And that's what it's going to take. So, we, I mean, we had this coaching adventure that was – strange uh and you alluded to that a little bit that it's almost like nobody wanted to coach our national team and now we're just back with with what we had despite a pretty concerning you know scandal that we kind of just shoved over the rug and just like to take it out on american media being a little bit ridiculous yeah um and i'm not sure if there's any larger issues at play there but it will be interesting to see and they really messed up if if greg doesn't you know deliver the goods in 2026 it seems like such a high risk coaching job to like come back to a team that didn't have great success like you have to i'm not sure like how you define success for like the u.s team uh more abstractly but it seems like greg has to be able to be making the finals of a world cup which seems like an absurd thing to say but when you bring back a coach who hasn't had the highest pedigree in, in international play then I'm not sure what else you're expecting. Like, do you just want to make the, the, the knockout stages every tournament and just like be happy with wherever we are? Cause I don't think anyone in soccer like expects that from any national team, whether you're American or like Portuguese or English, like you don't just want to make the group stages, but that seems to be 
where we're going, maybe there's a different expectation and maybe something will change. But even from like the leadership of the U.S. soccer, there's a comment the other day that they envision the U.S. men's national team with Greg Berhalter beyond 2026, which is like concerning. So, but I mean, let's not be cannibals though. Like, are we setting our coaches up for, for failure? Like, Think about it. The women's and the men's. Look what happened to And Andonovsky after he inherited Joe Ellis. He was in an uncomfortable spot. Nobody would want, right? He has all these veteran players that already have egos. Then he has a bunch of young players that feel like they belong. And and of course, because the team is has such a high bar, anything less than a win would have been a, a seen as a failure. So he he he. I don't know why anybody would want that job. And it's the same on the men's, mm-hmm. you know? So now you got all this internal drama. You got a bunch of uh, uh, high expectations. I mean, like, I don't see how anybody would want a job after Greg Bearhalter, you know? Yeah. I just wish we'd stop cannibalizing ourselves. Before I ever criticize somebody in a leadership position, I ask if I could do it better. Like, what would I do if I was point. in that position, you know? Do you think that, like, America's success outside of soccer and international competitions, like, just sets up soccer coaches for failure like that? Because, I mean, historically, you know, in others in the Olympics, U.S. is always in a race for the most medals, basketball, international competition yeah. we've done very well at. And, 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 you know, competitions like that outside of soccer, I, do, like, Americans just expect winning and, and no nuance to, like, why we can't have that in soccer just yet? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> we, hey, American arrogance, we, we just expect to win all the time we, we are the best country in the world we expect that to like permeate through everything but that is tied to our ability not to find a coach in the international scene like because we have that perception no one wants to coach us mm-hmm. but why is the standard different here like think about foreign coaches i mean do do has has how long has gareth southgate been around germany's coach spain's coach like it, the tenure is not that long you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Um, sorry, this is like not quite related. Isn't Jurgen Klinsmann in South Korea now? <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know why because they were like playing Germany the other day. I'm like, too, I'm, I'm just like, team, what yeah. is he up to? Don't you think that the World Cup coach needs international experience? He, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just so funny. And that's God, I, I, like, I vaguely was seeing some stuff about like on South Korean soccer Twitter about like, they already don't like Jurgen Klinsmann, which is kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why that just like popped into my head, but because he used to coach us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then look what happened to him. Like nobody sticks around. It's a high stress job and the pool of talent is so small. Like where, where yeah. are you going to go? It's not like coaching football, basketball here. Like who are you going to go to? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I guess uh, we've been talking about him a lot, Flo, our new number nine, uh, dual national, chose U.S. over England. Uh, where do we think the quality lies there? Do we, th- As it ranks against other international strikers, do we think he's going to be that top-tier talent? Um, you're, I, guess, I, I mean, I, I guess you're like Harry Kane's, you're Lewandowski's. Do you think he's going to get up to that level, or are we just expecting – you know, above average play from him. It's pretty early to tell. I mean, you're t- comparing him against some. <laughs> yeah, those are some good. <laughs> those are some good names. Uh, on that prolific list. scores right there, yeah. but. Um, yeah, but we'll uh, we'll watch and, and see what happens. That's kind of part of, of the fun of it. Uh, to make a judgment to say he's going to you know score twenty international goals or something, uh, it, that would be legendary. I mean, Christian Pulisic is. I feel like he's on the path to being. 
you know, he hasn't he hasn't hit those numbers, but he, that's not yeah. quite his position either. Yeah. If you're right directly in front of the goal, you're going to score more goals. And yeah. Christian kind of plays wing winger. No, yeah. he's a false nine. He's not a winger. Yeah, we can shout out Christian Pulisic. He's been having a great time in Italy. Pins. I think for his club, he's a winger. Yeah. Yeah, right. I've watched him over Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, we definitely try to play him up up top for the U.S. for a long time, and I mean, yeah, that never really worked out. Which Has is anyone been watching him play for AC Milan? He's killing it. Just really? his highlights. Is he playing false nine for them? What position is he playing for AC Milan? I would say the same. Yeah. Yeah. Watch. That's crazy. Yeah, he's got yeah. some goals. Uh, yeah, I've already seen he scored at least twice. Um, but yeah, I don't watch too much Italian leagues. Um, but yeah, nice to see him doing well. Um, as far as the U.S. is concerned, uh, I saw an interesting stat the other day that really surprised me. And shout out to Landon Donovan, the all-time international competition assist leader. Did you know this? No, I didn't. All-time yeah. international competition I think this, like, assist leader. I, so global... Uh, yeah, this is yeah, um, absolutely bewildering when I saw that that Landon Donovan was top. I think there's like some stipulations behind that stat, um, like in, amount of appearances. Yeah, and like in certain competitions, you know, not like friendlies or anything like that. Because I'm sure, you know, people from like the 60s or 70s, like Pele, would <laughs> certainly like rack up just a dumb amount of assists and stupid like friendlies, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, I saw that that Landon Donovan has like 60 assists, and I was like, "Holy shit, that is not what I expected to see there." I don't know why we don't talk about him more. Like, that's a legendary thing to do, but he just sort of gets, you know, just an era of soccer in the U.S. that people forget about of how, just how good he was too, playing in Europe. That's awesome. Yeah, good, good, uh, good context right there. Yeah, so shout out Landon Donovan. Um, US I love Landon Donovan. I mean, yeah. I was there. Where were we? Yeah, no, just nobody else was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Landon, Landon and Clint, they were a hell of a play, uh, great players. Yeah, not a fan of Clint, but yeah, I've you know I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way for some reason. I can't. I just can't explain. It. I just don't like him personally. I feel like if I met him, I just would not get along with that guy. Um, but anyway, personal problems aside, he was a good player, I guess. Um, so, moving into our main segment for this uh, podcast, we're going to be talking about the UEFA Champions League. Uh, right after our last record, the field got set, 32 teams across Europeans' top leagues. So, we're going to do something that I I heard on Mina Kimes' uh, ESPN uh, football podcast, which they do a draft every year for the team's who are playing in the NFL. Obviously, this is a little different. We're going to draft the teams in UEFA Champions League, and we will assign points, values for each win and when they advance. So much like in soccer, for every win that we have, that person who drafted the team will get three points. If they draw, you get one point. If they lose, you get zero. And then once we get to the knockout rounds, each time your team advances, you'll get three more points. Um, the, the individual matches of the knockout so like the home away aggregate don't matter it's just if you advance so um there's no good way to decide this um of who gets first pick but we'll, we'll we will we'll do a traditional snake format for like fancy drafts so if your first pick you'll go first second will go second third will go third and then the third person will have the fourth pick and you can make sense of that from there um so i guess we can just go ahead and get this one started. Does anyone want first pick? 
if, if you I'll want. I'll take it. <laughs> Mike wants it. Uh, do you want second pick, Chris? I'll go third. Uh, dang, I want a third. Okay. Then I'll, I'll go second. Okay. So we're conveniently sitting in the same order, and I will track this on my phone of who picks what. So and, and then at the end of the UEFA Champions League season, we will keep brainstorming, but winner will probably get some sort of prize. Maybe we buy them a ticket to a Sporting KC game. And loser will have to do something embarrassing. Um, I'm sure some soccer player will say something stupid, and we'll we can like copy them. Um, but we'll sort of decide what goes on throughout the year of what that punishment for last place will be. But Mike, let's go ahead and get this started. What team are you taking first? Manchester City. He's taking Man City. Okay. Um, any 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 reasons you want to defend that pick or? What do you what do you like about that team? Just ha- <laughs> just Holland basically scoring goals and playing well in the Premier League. They haven't lost a game yet, to my knowledge. Uh, that I don't think that's true, or I think that's true. Uh, yeah, I've been spending some time watching them on Saturdays. So come on, yeah. I'm picking them. They're easy pick. <laughs> yeah, they're not going anywhere with the, without the Bruyne. Yeah, exactly. Their 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 playmakers gone. So you, don't, you don't want to change your mind? Nope. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Real Madrid. I mean, there's no way they're not getting out of Group C. This group is not good. And then, you know. Have you seen Group F, man? That's the group of death, bro. Yeah. Why would they? It's so lopsided. <laughs> and, and, and Some of the groups are just like, what were they thinking? Yeah, and then yeah. Madrid just, you know, has that magic when it comes to UEFA. So I'm going to take Real Madrid. So, Chris, two picks to you. To win it all? Just yeah. Yeah. any, t- any teams. Advance, you only right. picked one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll each go one. And okay, then. gotcha. Arsenal. Then. So you get you guys, so you guys, it's like one, two, three. You guys then, took my team, so I gotta go with Arsenal. You're taking Arsenal. Yeah. What What do you like about that team? What do I like about that team? Everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything. They're good. But Man City's group is Man City, Leipzig, Young Boys, and Kresna's Vedda, who I've never even heard before. No, it's Red Star. Man City's okay, crushing that group, but yeah. Yeah, Arsenal has an easy group. Too. But you get points for advances, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, yeah, that's why you want to pick a team that will definitely get out. But mm-hmm. And then, Chris, you can go again, and then we'll keep going. Barcelona. You're going to take Barcelona? How are they looking this year? I really haven't paid attention to them at all. I haven't either. Um, I mean, historically they're good, but I'm not. I mean, sure. I, people don't really stop paying attention to that, um, you know, until they play Real Madrid. True, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like the one La Liga game that people watch. Yeah, but that's when everybody starts watching. Oh, the Super man. Bowl. <laughs> yeah, dude, nope. I'm looking at Arsenal's group. It's pretty easy too. Sevilla, yeah, PSV, and Lens. Hmm. Yeah, that's not a very good one either. Um, I think. I'm gonna go Bayern Munich next. They got man, they got Man U in their group, but I mean that's still clear. Bayern, Bayern is gonna do good this year. I got a feeling about them too. Yeah, yeah, they got they got a high ceiling. Hopefully, hopefully Harry Kane gets it together, and that, I think he'll, he'll. You know, it'd be funny for him to make the finals and lose. That'd be funny. That seems like a pretty storybook ending for him. Uh, but all right, Mike, two picks to you. Two picks to me. Okay, I'm gonna go through. Okay, I haven't been keeping track of your all's pick. No one has picked Real Madrid? Uh, no, I took him. I have Madrid. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, our boy. We were just talking about AC Milan. Why not? Let's That's go. That's a fun man. pick. It's a good pick. And then uh, for my second pick, I'm going to pick another team in that group stage that I just personally like and want to see do well because it's their first oh, Champions League. No, I'm picking two. 
Or I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so, you get two picks. And so then AC we'll... Milan and then Newcastle. Uh, oh, you're taking one. Okay. He started with Man City. I'm confused, man. Yeah, we're just like going down the line and back, and then down the line. So yeah, just so, do what Jackson tells you, Chris, and that's what I'm doing too. Yeah. Um, and so, trying to keep track of. So I got Newcastle, Milan. Oh, and, you're taking two from that group of death. PSG's still there. So yeah, it's my pick right now. I'll take one, and then you'll take two more, Chris. Uh, but I think. I think I'm gonna go. God, this is tough. This is fun, though. We should do this all the time. Yeah, I th- I think I'm gonna take. Mm, I'm gonna take Napoli from Group C. Pair them up with Madrid. Get hopefully get those two teams out of the group. Okay, so Chris, now you get two two more teams. Yeah, let's go to Italy. Let's go Inter. You're taking Inter. Mm-hmm. Is Lukaku still there? I don't know what that dude's no, doing. No, he's not. He left. Yeah, that checks out. He never stays anywhere too long. They needed him last year in the <laughs> final. <laughs> he disappeared <laughs> when they needed him most. <laughs> they did. Manchester United, my fourth team. You're taking Man U. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought about them. I I think they're gonna. That group's pretty easy, but I'm not sure. Um, their longevity there. I'm not. That's a game we never talked about, but that Arsenal Man United game was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's see who we have left. Oh, God. Now I'm just trying to. Uh, I think uh, I got to go high ceiling. I'm going to take PSG. Okay. You know? Yeah. They, they Who knows? Maybe, maybe Mbappe will really just lead the team out and. All right, so that puts it two more picks to you, Mike. Okay, two more picks. I'm going to go Sevilla. Yeah, I was looking at them. They and got a pretty easy group. And I was just watching the the Portugal national team. I mentioned that. So I'm going to go Benfica as well. Benfica. All right. So, man. Not a lot of great teams left. Um, I think on that trend, I got to go with a Portuguese team. I'm going to take Porto out of Group H. And then, Chris, two more to you. Hmm. Now we're getting down to, like, a, you know, where's hoping you get out. Uh, Lazio. Yeah, that's a pretty bad group. That's not bad at all. Get those, you know, Italians have been on a run lately. Dortmund's going to be trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the you know, chaos group, I guess. I was looking at them. Atletico. Atletico Madrid. They've had the same. They're like the only team that has a coach with a tenure longer than Peter Vermees. Is that interesting? Yeah, that's so crazy. And you know, when I think great coaches, I think Atletico Madrid (laughs) and Sporting KC. The same sentence. Yeah. Okay, so it's my pick again. Um, Man, really? I think I'm gonna take. I'm going to take the Dutch team PSV out of Group B. Hmm. No, stupid autocorrect. Okay, so, you know, that's not the strongest group. Maybe they can get out. So, 
two well, somebody's more. Got, somebody's not going to make it because Mike picked Seville. I pick Arsenal. You're uh, yeah. PSV. Yes, that's. We're gonna we're gonna be keeping track. Let's see what, see what the standings are. So I mean, you know, we're gonna have what sixteen teams. So fourteen of our picks won't get out. So Mike, two picks to you. Two picks to me. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do. Does anyone pick Leipzig? Uh, no, no one's no. pick. You you taking Leipzig? Yes. And then I want to pick someone out of. I'll go Celtic. You're going Celtic. Okay. No, I don't have a lot of reason. <laughs> They're a fun, you know, yeah. historic team. Root root for that history that of there in Scotland. Um, I think I'm gonna take. Um, God, I don't, I don't know. I'll take Royal Antwerp out of the Belgian league. Okay, so then Chris, two more picks to you. And we are really scraping. Yeah, we are. <laughs> you know, maybe one of these teams will make a, a miracle run. Newcastle. Oh, uh, yeah, Newcastle's gone. You can take uh, Dorman still available in that group. No way. Union Berlin. <laughs> Union Berlin for me. You're taking Union? Okay. One more. Union Berlin could do something. Shakhtar. They're the Ukrainian team? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks, bud. You can set it right there. Thanks for... Cheers, care. mate. Cheers. Take a quick cheers. Mid-draft cheers. So it comes back to me. Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Dortmund. We're rocking high upside, high potential, high ceiling. Um, they're probably going to lose or win zero games, though. But, you know, they could, you know, make magic happen. Happened. Uh, so, Mike, you see me in this is in Real Jersey. You could have gave me that, man. Uh, I took that from you. I apologize. Uh, then Mike. No class. No class. <laughs> two, <laughs> two picks to you, Mike. Uh, okay, I'm going to choose someone out of Group A, and I'm going to choose Bayern Munich. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, oh my God, how'd they slip this long? <laughs> you guys are stupid. Oh, uh, shit. No, I'll go, I'll go yeah. Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Do I have to pick two? Yeah, pick where, how many teams? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep. Okay, Copenhagen, and then I'm going to do, has anyone picked Braga? No. Okay, Braga. Okay, uh, coming to me. I'm gonna take uh, Croatian Red Star. We'll see. I don't really know anything about this team, but I'm feeling it. They got a good energy. <laughs> All right, so Chris, your last two picks. Who do you want? Right, is this over yet? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with um, Boston. I hear the seafood's real good there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of analysis know, you come man. to expect. Yeah. Uh, Cravenia Zvezda. Hey. Let me get a What group is that in? Uh, group, group G. G. Group G. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I should just went with young boys since I could read that. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Yeah. Someone should pick them, though. All right. One more pick, Chris. Again, young boys. Okay. Here we go. And then easy. this will be my last pick. I will take who's even available. 
Oh, this French team. I don't. God, do I want to pick? No. Who's this? Is he gonna pick this Dutch team, Feyenoord Rotterdam? Sounds like you just made that up. I, I pretty much did. I'm gonna take him. I'm just gonna put Rotterdam. How is Ajax not at the top of the table anymore? Yeah, I don't. Even when they used to dominate. Yeah. They're not even in the, in the runnings anymore. You know, uh, they lost. Their coach went to Man United. All right, Mike. One last pick. Who's who's the final pick? I think there's only three teams available. Uh, I'm gonna choose Antwerp. I already got them. Uh, Shakhtar Donsk. Already got them. I think um, we have. And we got Faye Neward. Someone said that. I think Real Sociedad is still available. Oh, heck yeah, let's go. Real Sociedad, and I'll do Salzburg too. Uh, you only need one more. Okay, well, I want. I'll take Real Sociedad. Okay, so like we said to start this off, uh, three points for each win, one point for a draw, three points for advancing in the elimination stage. We'll see. I'll go ahead and post the teams later and uh, who has who, and we'll keep track of that throughout our Champions League season. So have something to look forward to and see you know, who's, whose team ends up with the most points at the end of the year. This will be fun. Can't wait. Yeah, have a good rooting interest. Loving that first pick. Thanks, y'all. Yeah, Man United. Chris or Man City. Yeah. Chris is pouting already. <laughs> Isaiah. It's all right. Isaiah, who's going to win? Union Berlin or Real Sociedad? Sociedad. Oh, no. Boy has spoken. <laughs> Sociedad right. wins the Champions League. Six year old no everything. Isaiah's yeah. picks on there, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, you, you heard it here. Uh, Real Sociedad is winning the Champions League. Probably get some good odds right now if you want to bet on that. If you want to take some financial advice from us, uh, you're probably better off not doing that. Uh, but yeah, any any past experience with the Champions League that really stuck out to you? Any good memories that you've watched in that tournament? So many, man. Like Messi magic with Barcelona. Oh yeah. Ronaldo's bicycle kick. Um, back in the days when AC Milan used to dominate, I feel like. Lifetimes ago, early 90s. But, yeah, a lot, man. I feel like that's probably the, the best tournament in sports, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely the tournament that really demonstrates, like, what team has the most skill and talent out of, like, anything. Um, I mean, I personally enjoy watching March Madness the most. It's just so many games going on at once. But I think at the end of the day, it's that's really just a crapshoot of who actually wins. But yeah. I think the best team usually wins the Champions League. I love watching the games. <laughs> yeah, well said. that's right. Is that yeah? Watching at work just because yeah. the games are like perfectly timed, so you can kind of like you know take a break from the afternoon. Let's say. Yeah. I have a memory. It, Chelsea was playing in a semifinal against Real Madrid. I think it was twenty twenty one. Anyway, it's just an amazing goal, and it actually didn't even count because Marcos Asensio was like offsides, and he just hits this like sweet volley to put uh, Chelsea ahead of Real Madrid. And I was at work just like screaming, having to like control, <laughs> yeah, my emotions because it was an exciting moment in the game. It's like, okay, I'm at work, can't, uh, <laughs> don't want to blow your cover. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Do you, do you remember? <laughs> Everyone uh, looks over, what the hell is that guy doing? <laughs> there was some games like back. I, it was one game in particular that maybe it was like who wants to be a millionaire or something that people would play at work and there was actually like a panic button built into the game where if you like hit this button it would 
pop up like an Excel, fake Excel document or something. <laughs> so That's funny. That's awesome. It was a TV commercial? Uh, it was actually the, a game that people would play, oh, and wow. then there was like a little button built in. I did not, I did not yeah. remember that. That's, awesome. yeah. that's pretty funny, though. Got to give them credit. That's, yeah. that's someone, good. But yeah. Someone thought that through. So Champions League's pretty fun to watch. Um, I think also what's unique about the Champions League, like if you if you put Noah Lau's comments into uh, comments into context, like how he was saying our league's here, we call ourselves world champions, like World Series and NBA champions call themselves world champions, and and you know to a certain extent Super Bowl champions, even though it's a national league. Right, but the Champions League is actually the best from every nation, so they can consider themselves world champions in the same way that well, because Europe, you know, you can make the argument European football is the best in the world, and you have the best clubs competing. So mm-hmm. I like it because of the global appeal of it. You know what I'm saying? Like the English clubs might have a rivalry with the French clubs and the German clubs and the Spanish clubs. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they're so competitive. So I feel like that's that level of competition is heightened up. And bucket list items for all of us, and I fully expect that it will happen. But we'll get to one of these games. Yeah, too the, long. yeah. Do I did some traveling. I, I did look it up this year. The finals being held at Wembley Stadium in London, so 2024 in London. I'm sure that place is going to be nuts. Wasn't the last one at Wembley? No, no, it wasn't. It was at yeah. Bernabeu. Yeah. yeah, the stadium that you can store underground. It like folds out. Yes. Have you seen the technology in that yeah. place? Yeah, Madrid has like that same technology too. And I saw they've been talking about um, Bernabeu is yeah yeah oh uh, so, Barcelona oh, oh I thought I thought Wembley had it too I don't know about that I know Bernabeu has it because there's Sorry, like, yeah, big YouTube videos yeah. and stuff on it but yeah because yeah, I was seeing um, like in football Aaron Rodgers got hurt on Monday night so there's been like a big call to like ban turf stadiums from the NFL now which would be good spill over to the MLS uh, but also like. Everyone is is talking about like uh, I think it is Wembley in London and then uh, Madrid Stadium that both have the technology they can like put it underground and keep it, which is absolutely nuts. It's like a greenhouse down yeah. there, it's like perfectly. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. It's cool technology. We got to get one of those in our backyard. Yeah. Yeah, the technology. God, it's just amazing what you can do with some of these stadiums and and how they really take care of the grass and make sure it's well kept. One of the things you can do with that is like a lot of times it's a problem. I don't know if you remember, but there was a famous sports game like in Mexico and like Shakira was playing the night before. Well, they have all the fans that are out on the grass or they're covering it up and it Mm -hmm. like ruins the surface. Mm -hmm. Well, you just fold the field underneath the stadium and then you have another surface. It's like, it doesn't even get affected. So yeah, that's something that has always made me curious about like why some of these stadiums are hosting concerts like this. Cause I know, a few baseball teams did that over the summer and they got absolutely roasted for it because the field looked like trash the day after the concert. And like, why, like, why are you just making these blatant money grabs? Which like, <laughs> like, I don't, I, and I think that gets back to the question of like why the NFL or the MLS don't like institute like a no turf rule is because like, I don't think they care enough about like the owners just don't care enough about the sport. Like the teams in Europe, like Madrid and like Tottenham and Tottenham might have that technology too. Like, they actually care about putting a good product on the field and not just about the financial incentives of doing it. Cause like, I don't know the cost of something like this, but it's gotta be insane. Yeah. And they just care so much more about like making the soccer good there that they don't, you know, what's, what's the increase in cost? Cause at the end of the day you play soccer on real grass and not artificial turf. Right. Well, we don't, <laughs> we wish we could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't, we play on turf everywhere. That's all there is in America is, you know, 
if you want to play soccer outside of you know professional soccer, you're gonna be playing on turf, mm-hmm. which sucks. But, but it has its own benefits too. One thing is like if it rains a lot, mm-hmm. guess what? You can still play. So yeah, that's nice. But yeah, I'd rather play on grass too. There's actually even in Mission uh, a little park that has some nice grass, and it's just like you run around on the on the earth. Feels pretty good. So gotta do that more often. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So I think that's a pretty good transition. What do we got going on personally in our own soccer lives? Um, oh, can we do the thing where we the like moments that like egghead kind of thing? Oh, scrap of the yeah, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We can do a scrap of the week. What do you got, Mike? Oh, Sounds yeah. like you're festering on yeah, something over I've, here. I've had something boiling for a little bit, <laughs> and it was at the St. Louis game. Maybe you two were with me. Maybe not. It, memories are a little. It was a fun night. Anyway, so. Going into the game with a bunch of people, you know, we're cheering. St. Louis just rolled their entire fan base in front of all of us. And it was a little intimidating. <laughs> yeah. So we're like trying, I'm like trying to like, and we are, like some of us are cheering. But anyway, we're going into the stands, go past the ticket gate. And apparently I was a little too, like, I was like just amped up. Like I was starting a chant and people were doing it, but there was some woman, of course she's on her phone. And she's like, yeah. she's a scout, like, we're at a sporting event, lady. Like, this is – what are we doing here? Like, have you she been to a soccer game? Like, I'm just trying to, like, restore a little bit of this, uh, like, what a soccer game is, especially internationally. I know the yeah. MLS has its own versions and views on that, but uh, go to a soccer yeah. game and overseas and just – Yeah, rivalry games like are that. saying she didn't match your energy? She was not on my level, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. she, not only get was on she level, not on my level, get, get she was on, on Instagram, level. so – Whatever was going on on Instagram was more entertaining. Well, did she at least follow us on Instagram? She followed us. No, no, she didn't. <laughs> she just scowled. Damn. And like they, by people cheering at sporting events. But yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, you know who you are, and you should be ashamed. No, All right. Um, you know, you're allowed to do whatever, but it's a soccer yeah. game. Come on. Yeah, I'll take um, a scrap of the week. Um, so I saw this news today. Uh, Matko Milojevic, uh, I don't know how to say Eastern European names, so that's probably wrong, uh, of uh, Football Montreal, got suspended from an amateur league in Montreal. He started playing by a different name, and he got suspended and got caught because he started punching one of the opposing players. <laughs> this is just a hilarious story. Of a professional soccer player for Montreal was fighting in an amateur league because he was upset with his coach that he wasn't getting enough playing time. Um, I'm not really sure where the scrap is. I guess with this player for being so stupid, uh, but like, come on, man, do better. Um, got a little carried away, <laughs> but yeah, you. Got, I think you kind of like lost track of yourself somewhere when you're in an amateur league, like fighting a dude on the field. But you know. Um, there might be charges pressed. That's a developing story. We'll keep you all updated. I'm sure you want to know, but we'll follow that one a little bit. Uh, sometime we need to have a segment on our own personal experiences with like red cards and games. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Good... You can lose control sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Mike has a depth of these stories. <laughs> Maybe Mike just loses control, but uh, all right. Chris, you got any scraps this week? Yeah. Uh, from a referee angle. Positive vibes only. So obviously, I'm not gonna rag on on players because this is such a common faux pas. Like it's this uh, fallacy, I should say. It's a common mis- misconception that you can't play the ball on the floor. I hear players say that all the time. He's on the floor. He played the ball on the floor. He played the ball on the floor. And they're so certain. But there's no law in 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 the feeble laws of the game that you can't play the ball on the, on the floor. Like you know, it's just like high kick. There's no such thing as a high kick. There's 
there's there's conduct that's dangerous, dangerous play, right? But it's in the referee's determination, it's subjective whether he feels like that was dangerous. In the situation in the game with the player was hollering at me, he was actually the one that was kicking the guy that was on the ground. He was the one putting somebody in danger, not the guy on the ground. Dang. You know, there's nothing illegal about falling on the ground, you know? There's you could, I could argue it's unsportsmanlike to play the ball, and, like fall on the on the ball because then nobody can play it. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. Like I wish players would stop saying that. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like like how um, casual fans don't understand the offside rule. Mm-hmm. There's people that play soccer all their lives and are still saying that. Like it's you can't play the ball on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, I think they, that they need some training on that. Might be a good preview. We're going to be working on an episode where Chris just quizzes Mike and I about our rules of soccer knowledge. Uh, I think that'd be fun. If that's something fun. you'd want to do, Chris, yeah, that'd be fun. Because uh, I know it's probably not very good for me. Good emphasis, Chris. I really like that. Uh, yeah, if you're on the ground, you can play. It's just like the sliding challenge. That's what's not allowed. So next time mm-hmm. you're on the sideline, you see somebody shouting at me like that. <laughs> you can them. throw a challenge flag on the field. <laughs> yeah. well, definitely more authority yeah. on that. We'll bring yeah. American football to European football. You just throw a challenge flag. <laughs> Say, hey, go. I challenge you beefing with my ref over there. <laughs> yeah, you're doing great, Chris. Yeah. You really are, so. Yeah, uh, but yeah, a little bit of that. We're doing a barbecue on Saturday. We have a bye week after this Saturday, so it'll be a little celebration. Hopefully, people can. So that's for there. the Saturday yeah, Ward Parkway Saturday League. Saturday morning, uh, yeah, Pembroke League. Pembroke soccer, soccer KC did a little name change. So yeah, why don't you? About that. Yeah, let people know. So originally, uh, we're just trying to fit the name of our little group into a small circle, and so Pick Up Soccer Kansas City became PUSKC, which is a little. A little strange, but Puskas is a famous Honduran player, and it was like kind of it was different, interesting kind of words. So I was like, dude, we're gonna I'm just gonna use this abbreviation because it's so. Sometimes soccer, especially youth soccer, it's just so basic. It's so just like okay, we're the kickers, or you know. So I wanted to have some whatever it was. It's gonna be like a little unique, and you're gonna know what it is. And so that's what that uh, was. And so now that we're doing kind of leagues and kind of keep doing some different things, we have like 60 people coming to pick up on Friday. Uh, and it's just like, this is more than just pick up soccer. So I just went with a different abbreviation. It's just soccer KC without the vowels. So soccer KC, soccer KC, soccer KC. Say it three times. Soccer KC, soccer KC, yeah. soccer KC without say, the vowels. Say it three times and Matt Beasler appears in your mirror. Okay, man. <laughs> Business, businesses evolve, man. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's fun. It's fun to have a, a new name. It's kind of, kind of cool looking too. So. Uh, we'll roll with that. We were looking at kind of some marketing company stuff to do, and it was like that was going to be super expensive. So, like, no one cares. We did a poll where, like, do you like any of these, like, kind of creative? No, everyone, like, hey, Kansas City soccer, soccer KC, that's it. Yep. So, is it like we play soccer in KC? It's just soccer KC. It's kind of like it's a just, no-brainer. It's just soccer yeah. KC. Yeah. Soccer KC, no vowels. Keep it easy. Look it up. No, that's good. So, uh, that is going well, and we'll see everyone Saturday. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed your kind of interpretation on that rule specifically because it is something that <laughs> just it's like trained into people. I'll tell you yeah. a story that happened to me. It was a goal, and I can't remember if I, I – no, I did score it, and I slid to score the goal, and they called it sliding and didn't count the goal. Yeah. So, like, obviously, Chris, you would never in a million years make that call, but that's it's just a type yeah, of thing. I've it's just like, that. okay – the. They don't remember rules. They remember like key phrases. Yeah. Like no sliding. I've, I've gotten into that if, argument if with the ref. People say it enough. Everybody buys in and starts to believe it. Like conversate is not really a word, but everybody says it. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had. I. I mean, I assume it was like this dude's first time refing. 
And this was when I was in college, and I slid, and I'm a goalkeeper. He's like, you can't do that. And I, like, lost my sh- – I lost. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can do this. And then he gave me a card for, like, yelling at him. I'm like, well, this is your fault to begin with. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, yeah, man. Everyone, Jackson is a debater, so yeah. he knows how to know. I was like, hilarious. oh, come on. Be better. Um, but, yeah. Um, I will – I almost gave coldest uh, moment of the week to myself. I scored my first goal in competition soccer last week. What? Congratulations, uh, man. We, 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 we were beating this team by a lot. Uh, so I played I played striker in the second half. It was going what? terribly. Went from goalkeeper to striker? <laughs> like that guy in the bar. I did not know what I was doing out there, uh, but the defender uh, – he he messed up and gave up a handball in the box, and I took the PK, and okay. <laughs> we put it. In, that's the only way I'm going to score. Although I did want my team to just, I want just send it up high. This defender was like five four. I'm like, dude, I have like a solid foot on him, yeah. and then I was like, send it high, and I'll try to head it in, that's but they never did. <laughs> we still we still give you props though. I got a yeah. nickname for Action Jackson. That's your yeah. name. Love it. Where'd you go on the PK? What location? Uh, just to the right on the ground. I actually took a, P, a couple PKs before we started, like during warm up. I f- sailed those babies over the goal <laughs> like Harry Kane, baby. So I was like, I can't do that. Calendar's <laughs> starting to trend. Now all these yeah. goalkeepers want to take penalties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see it once in a World Cup, you're like, I can do that. <laughs> there is something hilarious about seeing a penalty go <laughs> way over the goal, yeah. though. It was, it was so funny. Like before the game, too, there was like a dude walking behind, and I was like three inches away from just like nailing him in the head as he was like walking on the sidewalk <laughs> to get into the stand. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Ooh. Yeah. yeah you um, pay attention in these soccer games. You got to get off your phone, and that's for, for us real. too. It's yeah. like for real. there's going to be one of the new rules we put in is you, you can – anyone can take a free kick because we wanted a little bit more – you know, if there's a foul in a dangerous area, that should be like a, a punishment, and in the past it's kind of been just like yeah. an awkward mm-hmm. – so – there's definitely the need yep. to, to pay attention. So, yeah, you can look forward to some of those rule changes coming up in, in, in the soccer KC League. But I think that about does it for what we have this week. We'll have – we'll get back to being a little more consistent about this. You know, international break for soccer. We took a little international break ourselves. <laughs> so, um, we'll get back to doing this. And, you, and, you know, we'll keep our coverage pretty broad. Some weeks will be MLS. Some weeks will just be whatever we feel like. So, uh, I think that's about all we have. So, we'll see you all next time. Peace.